Thank you for listening to The New Norm. I'm Frank Caramano. We have the initial 53, and yes, the initial 53 is the correct uh, way of saying it because this roster can change by 4 p.m. tomorrow with waiver claims. Um, But I wanted to, before we go into who made the Eagles, which is obviously what this show is all about, um, I did a pre-preseason roster prediction. And I did a prediction after the game on Saturday night. And I just wanted to look at that and see how, you know, and again, the pre-prediction, like the one before the you know training camp had even started, obviously you'd think that's really hard. I'm going to be honest. Here, here's what I did on that. I, and again, this isn't a pat on the back, but it's just when you follow the team, you kind of can get an idea of how the team thinks of players. I predicted there would be two quarterbacks. I was right. I predicted all the running backs. There was three. I had six wide receivers. There was only five, but I got five of the six. I had the three tight ends. I had nine of the 10 offensive linemen because Jack Anderson was a shocking cut to me. On defensive, the defensive line for the DNs, I had three of the four. I had all five defensive tackles. I had two of the three rush linebackers. I had all five of the linebackers. In the secondary, I had five of the six corners, including Josh Job, who we're going to talk about. Um, And at safety, and this is going to be a common theme, I only had two of the five. But I had all three specialists as well. And then, like I said, let's go here for my final preseason game prediction. I got the two quarterbacks, the three running backs, the five wide receivers. And then, if you notice, I did 52, and then I, it came down to Bradley or Covey, and I chose Covey. So technically, I was wrong there. But it, really, if I just said Bradley, wow, that would have been awesome. Um, so I had the five receivers, so five of the six. That was my prediction. I had six. They had five. I had the three tight ends, 10 linemen again, Anderson again, the shocker. I did this time have the four correct defensive ends, the five correct defensive tackles, the three correct rush linebackers, four of the five linebackers. Um all the cornerbacks, and then at safety I had, let's see, what was it? Two of the five. So, I mean, hey, it, it again, to only miss, what, I got 49 of the 53 after the game, and what, 47, 46 or 47 before the season? That I, I'm pretty impressed. I'm happy with myself. But let's go over, instead of me patting myself on the back here, let's go over who's on the team. Now remember, this is card subject to change, but these are the current 2022 Philadelphia Eagles. On offense at quarterback, you got Jalen Hurts and Gardner Minshew. The running backs are Kenny Gainwell, Miles Sanders, and Boston Scott. The wide receivers are A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, uh, Quez Watkins, Zach Paschal, and Jalen Rager. Your tight ends are Dallas Goddard, Jack Stoll, and Grant Calcaterra. Your offensive line is Lane Johnson. Isaac Ciamalo, Jason Kelsey, Landon Dickerson, um, Jordan Mailata, Cam, uh, yeah, Cam Jurgens, Jack Driscoll, Sue Opeta, Andre Dillard, and the stunner here, Josh Sills. Josh Sills is a name we did not even mention all preseason. Like, Josh Sills never came up. He was an undrafted free agent out of Oklahoma State. The fact that Josh Sills made this team over Jack Anderson to me is an absolute stunner. I get it, he's got versatility, and I guess he's a Stoutland type of guy. But there is no possible way you can 
ever convince me that Josh Sills would not have gotten through waivers and the Eagles wouldn't have had the opportunity to put him on their practice squad. Really. Jack Anderson has a very good shot to me at being claimed. As he should, by the way. Some teams should be smart enough to claim this guy. But you cannot convince me the other way. So this one here, I do have a lot of questions about. And again, Josh Sills might end up being a really good player and good on them if he does. I'm glad they know something. But there was literally, and I, I listen to a lot of shows. I hear from a lot of people, or like obviously that I follow and stuff with the Eagles. And there was nobody, and I mean nobody, talking about Josh Sills making this team. But he makes it over Jack Anderson. And again, remember, cards subject to change. Defense. You have, at defensive end, Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat, Derek Barnett, Teron Jackson. Defensive tackles, you got Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, Jordan Davis, Milton Williams, and Marlon Tui-Piloto. So, again, in my preseason, I thought Teron Jackson wouldn't be. Clearly, that became evident he was going to make the team. Linebackers. They are N'Kobe Dean, TJ Edwards, Kaiser White, Davion Taylor, Sean Bradley. Now, I say Davion Taylor, and... Again, Davion Taylor was very much on the bubble. And you're going to hear a common theme here. I think a lot of these guys made this team strictly because they were draft picks. I truthfully believe that. I don't believe that this was more or less based off merit. It was more or less based off draft stock. Your rush linebackers are um, Hassan Reddick, Kyron Johnson, and Patrick Johnson. And Brandon Graham was on WIP today, and I, I listened to that, and I'm going to say something about WIP. I might as well say it right now. For... A lot of these guys, their job, and I'm not saying this is about all the host, but a lot of these guys, their job is to clearly, you know, understand what's going on with Philly sports specifically, like, you know, have an idea what's going on with the Eagles. I listen on Friday. They're talking about like in the morning show there. Oh, I'm not going to watch the football game. And again, I get it if they're going to watch the Phillies because, you know, they cover all of Philadelphia sports and that's fine. But they're like just blowing it off. And it's like then you hear when they're trying to talk about who made the team, it's like, why are you even listening? Why are you putting stock into what they say? They, they're not, they didn't pay attention. And I have no problem with that. If you admit you're not going to pay attention, but bring people on who did pay attention to educate your listeners. You know what I mean? It's just so stupid. I don't want to hear a bunch of guys who have no idea what they're talking about. And I heard it with the, the, the Marks and Reese show today. Like they're just talking, oh, I'm not going to talk about these no names getting picked. That's uh, the, the producer Fritz. And I'm like, what are you doing, man? Like, wh what are you doing? Your job is to cover the team here. Like, you know what I mean? You may not think it's a big deal, but you know, hey, we want to know what's going on with the Eagles. That's why we're listening. So I just, I don't like that. And I don't like when they have no clue who these players are. Like, I mean, it just blows my mind. Like, to have an idea. I mean, like I said, I don't have any sources in Philadelphia, like, with the Eagles. I can't call somebody on the phone and go, hey, what's going on here? I got 47 of the guys in the preseason, 49 on the active roster here. I mean, come on. Like, I mean, I have an idea what I'm talking about. That's why when you guys listen, at least you could understand this. I, you don't have to agree with my opinions, obviously. You, you have your own. But know this. I'm coming from a place of knowledge, at least. I understand what's going on with this team. So don't listen to those fools and stuff like that. Because, again, not, not saying they all are, because they all are its fools. But, I mean, they're speaking from a place of ignorance to me. That, that's what I get. They're half-hearted watching and, 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 you know, taking in what's going on with the Eagles. So when they speak, just, you know, put your stock in that. Which annoys me to an extent. But again, I have no problem with people saying, hey, you know what, I haven't followed it. But let the people who have give you some more advice. Or, or let them speak more on it. But we're going to get back into the team here. Um, so, cornerbacks. 
obviously Darius Slay, James Brad, James Bradbury, and um, Avante Maddox, and then Zach McPherson. And guess what? Who was right? Who was right? Who told everybody prior to this? Nobody was saying this, by the way. Nobody. Nobody was calling Josh Job. Not one person was calling Josh Job at all. I called Josh Job. What did I say over a month ago before anything had happened, before training camp had even started? I had Josh Job on this team. And why did I say that? I said, if you're going to do a month long competition, you take the guy who's had the best test in his career so far. And that was Josh Job. He played for Alabama. He was the best coached guy coming into this competition because Nick Saban is the best collegiate uh, football coach. He played in big game after big game. He was targeted a bunch. He had guys like, like I said, he had Patrick Sertan across from him. And the only reason he went undrafted was he had an injury-riddled season last year. Josh Job is big and athletic. And then guess what? It's funny. Howie Roseman talks, well, you know what? Hey, we watched a lot on Landon Dickerson and Devontae Smith. And clearly we noticed um, when we would watch their defense, Josh Job. So we had, a, we had an eye on Josh Job coming into this draft. They were able to get him. He's on the team. Go figure who was right. And I mean this. Nobody. Nobody was calling for Josh Job. Not one person said it. I felt it all along. Guess what? Pat myself on the back there because I was right. They also list Josiah Scott as a corner, but you can list him as a safety as well because he was, you know, he's a cross-trained player. And that's going to be a common theme here because, um, because at safety, the Eagles were active. Um, some major, there, there were some major cuts here. It started with Jaquaski Tart. I absolutely do not agree with Jaquaski Tart being released, number one. Number two, he had some comments on Twitter essentially saying, you know, criticizing the coaches. And if he's criticizing Jonathan Gannon, man, this guy is spot on. I couldn't agree more with everything he would be saying. I want to hear his thoughts on Jonathan Gannon so much because, trust me, what he says, I am going to 100% believe. I totally believe Jonathan Gannon probably sabotaged him. It's funny that, you know, people don't think he could help, but it's like this guy actually played in, you know, for a team that had the best defense in football potentially last year, he was their starting safety. Don't tell me this guy can't provide some help to you. Like I said, I knew his number, and I know a lot more people probably knew his number, jersey number, than they knew Anthony Harris. But then the Eagles did the right thing, and they cut Anthony Harris as well. Go figure. Now, my guess is Anthony Harris is still going to find his way back onto this team as because he's a veteran. He's a vested veteran, so he's not subject to waivers. So I could see them putting potentially Scott on IR. After, uh, you know, now that he's on the roster because Josiah Scott was dealing with an injury and Anthony Harris is put back on and, and essentially takes that spot. So, my, that, again, you could, you know, people are happy that, you know, maybe they moved on from Harris. I don't believe that they moved on from Harris at all. Not yet, at least. So Harris didn't make it or Andre Chachere, which was another guy, key special teamer last year. He did not make this team. A very surprising cut, in my opinion, because Andre Shashray is an excellent special teams player. So who are the safeties? Well, obviously, Marcus Epps is the safety. Reed Blankenship, yes, Reed Blankenship did make the team. And like I said on Saturday, he was on my team 100%. If I was making the roster, Reed Blankenship would make it. He did. And then guess who else? Because he was a draft pick in 2020, Kayvon Wallace. Now, again, I'm not so negative on Kayvon Wallace. I didn't think he played really well, particularly against the Dolphins. But, hey, 
They feel there's potential more with Kayvon Wallace. And and if they're telling me Kayvon Wallace or Anthony Harris, I could side with them on that because at least Kayvon Wallace is still a young player. He's still developing. He could possibly at least grow into something. Anthony Harris was not going to be helping this team. Um, and again, I say this as he's probably coming back as well to, to fill and be the veteran, at least in the room. But that's only three safeties, right? And if you call him Josiah Scott four, who's the fifth? We said it earlier. It was the trade for Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Now, what's funny is to show you like the knowledge of some of these guys talking football, because I obviously was listening to, you know, Philly Sports Talk Radio today. And when he was traded, they listed him as safety. People just said, oh, yeah, he's a safety. And I'm like, come on, guys. That like I, I get it. You're not going to be familiar with everybody on every team. That that's clear and obvious. But I mean, the Saints have been a team. We played them last year. You know what I mean? We we've played them numerous times here these last couple seasons. They play in the NFC. They've had a bunch of high profile games over the last three years. I, I it stuns me that people didn't realize that Gardner Johnson was playing nickel corner. That's why when the trade was made, I was like, well, okay, they're going to say he's a safety. It tells me that him or Maddox are going to play safety. And they might combo it, for all I know. Because remember, Andre or Avante Maddox, he played safety as a rookie. And he played it rather well. And Gardner Johnson played safety in college at Florida. So he's been a primary, uh, primarily a nickel corner in the NFL. The reason he was traded was because he was having a contract dispute with the Saints. They were off on an extension, and the Saints are strapped against the cap. Now, the trade is, is odd that the Eagles only had to give up essentially a fifth-round pick for and a, a swap of late sixth-round picks. Or not a swap. like the, They're going to give them their, the later of their two sixth-round picks in 2024. I believe it is, right? Let me actually just pull that up to make sure what it is, the exact um, detail on that trade. But uh, again, it, it, the point being here is that when when this stuff happens, right, it reminds me of a trade we all celebrated once. Doriel Green Beckham. You know, we felt like, hey, the Eagles fleeced them. They were getting rid of Doriel Green Beckham. We didn't give really anything up, and we got Doriel Green Beckham. So to me, it's like, uh, usually when that happens, maybe the other team knows something. But, okay, so here it is. It was a seventh-round pick in 2025. They're going to get from the Saints with uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. And then the Eagles are going to give a fifth-round pick up next year and the later of two-sixths in 2024. So really not a lot. But it's like if they felt Gardner-Johnson can walk, I mean, it could play into the compensatory uh, formula. But you know what? Slot corners don't get paid big money. So maybe the Saints were thinking like, and this could be their honest like logic in this, is that they felt, well, you know what? We're, he's a slot corner. And that's what the league views him as. And he's not going to get a big deal if he becomes a free agent. So we might as well get some value here that's guaranteed to us. What they didn't know is the Eagles are going to turn him into a safety. And now he gets more value as a safety because safeties tend to get bigger contracts. Right or wrong or indifferent, but that's kind of what it is. So the Eagles may have talked and had permission to talk to him, talk to him about being a safety, and he was all uh, aboard on that. Because he's going to still play slot, don't get me wrong. He, it's like Daxton Hill you know, from Michigan. He was the rookie coming out, and everybody said, oh, he had versatility. So is this guy just like Maddox? That's the 50, and then the three specialists, obviously, are Jake Elliott, Aaron Sipas, and Rick Lovato. So that's your 53 right now. The Eagles have so much talent now on the defensive side of the football, right? With Gardner Johnson, 
Avante Maddox, James Bradbury, Darius Slay. Like, that's that's really good. Marcus Epps. The back end in their secondary. Their starters in the secondary are as good as we've had in a very, very long time. Their linebackers are young, hungry, and, ex- like, seriously, excellent athletes for the position. N'Kobe Dean, Kaiser White, TJ Edwards. Look at the, uh, and TJ Edwards is as smart a football player as there is. You look at their D-line. Okay. You thought, okay, who, do they have a double-digit sack guy? Well, they went and got one in Hassan Reddick. You know, Josh Sweat has the potential to do it. Brandon Graham coming off his Achilles. He, he, they say he looks better than ever. I hope he does. You know, your defensive tackles, Fletcher Cox, clearly. Is he the player he was three years ago? No. But you have Jordan Davis there, Milton Williams, Javon Hargrave. There's so much talent there. But the problem is Jonathan Gannon. Like I saw, who's going to score on the Eagles? How they get Jonathan Gannon? I have no faith in Jonathan Gannon whatsoever. I think he is, without a doubt, the biggest liability on this whole team. I don't trust him as far as he can throw him. I, I absolutely 100% believe he's going to screw this up. I don't know how, but he's going to screw it up. Like I'm telling you, when if, if Detroit or Minnesota just lights the Eagles up and goes for 30 plus and he isn't fired on the sideline then we have problems because if this team's healthy for those two games and that defense is healthy and they can't stop anybody eventually you got to start pointing the finger where it needs to be pointed and it's at that unbelievably horrific defensive coordinator now the other speaking of trades before we wrap this up because it's not going to be a long show we're just going over the roster here and things are subject to change like I said Um, Jalen Rager is still an Eagle what gives, right? What gives that Jalen Rager still an eagle? Well, they they supposedly had a couple trades in place. Maybe something could happen. He's definitely had a market, I guess, but he wasn't traded. My question is this to the Eagles. What do you think is going to happen with Jalen Rager? What is his role on this team? His role is a kick and punt returner, right? Because that's all he's got to be. He's an atrocious kick and punt returner. I don't want to hear about his training camp. Oh, he's been all right as a punt returner. In the most important game the Eagles played last season, in a crucial moment when they actually still stood a chance to get back in the football game, he fumbled a punt again. He is uncomfortable. He is not looking to get hit. That's what it is. I'm just telling you the truth. Yes, when the pads are on, but it's not live hitting, Of course he's going to field punts because he does not have that fear of getting blasted. But in the NFL, he sure does, and it's a huge problem. He's an atrocious punt and kick returner. So you're telling me he's on this roster strictly because he was a first-round pick. That's what it is. Okay, you weren't getting the trade offers you want. You wanted a fourth, a third. I don't know what they wanted. I don't know what they were offered. But my thing is this. The trade, like, what do you think is going to happen in a couple months? Like, his value is going to go up? How? One, he's not going to be playing. Ideally, unless there's major injuries. Two, if he does play, I'm sure it's not going to increase his trade value. Because he's just going to get exposed again. Like, at least he still had the offshoot that some team could sit there and think, hey, man, we can fix this guy. Three, if you have to let him go next year, he ain't getting a big contract from anybody. Think about this. Nelson Aguilar left, what, two years ago, right? When he went to the Raiders? He got like $900,000 for one year. That was his contract. That's Nelson Aguilar, who has had 
100 times the success in the NFL than Jalen Rager did, as an Eagle especially. And I know Nelson was famous for, for his drops and mishaps, but I mean, at least he had like a unbelievable season in there when we won the Super Bowl. So he had success. And he put up way better numbers than Jalen Rager could ever, ever dream of. He only got $900,000 from the Raiders. So what do you think? Some team's going to pay Jalen Rager? He ain't getting anything but a prove-it deal at best next year well, if, if the Eagles do cut him free. When his contract's up, he goes... like So that whole idea that they could get something more in the comp formula, that's not going to happen either. Uh, th- th- this just blows my mind because, again, you're holding on to him like there's some type of value there and there's no value. I mean, don't don't I don't care what they try to tell you about what happened in practice. I mean, we, we already know this guy's a great practice player. When the lights got turned up, Deion Kane was a better wide receiver than him, without question. But okay, hey, you weren't going to keep Deion Kane because, again, he's the fifth receiver. At best, he, he's a special teams player. That's fine. That's why Britton Covey should have made the team because I know Britton Covey is a better kick and punt returner. I know he didn't get to show it. And I know he had some chances and he really didn't show that he was some elite kick and punt returner this offseason. But I already know by accident he is 50 times the kick and punt returner that Jalen Rager is. So how do you tell me that Britton Covey doesn't make our team better instead of Jalen Rager when Jalen Rager's role is strictly to be a kick and punt returner and this guy's better at it than him? Jalen Rager being on the roster is just, it's flawed. Like, the the Eagles could say stuff. I know Sirianni and these guys, they could say whatever the hell they want to say. They told you he was getting phased out. They told you that when they drafted Devontae Smith. They told you that when they traded for A.J. Brown. They told you that when they signed Zach Paschal. They told you that when prior to even Paschal and Brown being here, they talked about how Quez Watkins had best number two in the league potential. Right there, they put four guys in front of him. That is telling you that the team has chosen one guy is out, and that's him. They had lost faith in the player. They could say what they want, but their actions tell you what happened. So Jalen Rager being here, and again, I'm not sitting here rooting against Jalen Rager by any stretch. I hope he comes out and somehow, has, if he has to play, he lights it up. And I look like an idiot for saying this. I'd be the happiest man ever about that. I have no problem with him proving me wrong. But I just don't think, one, he's going to get the opportunity to do so. And two, they're highlighting him at a position where he's not accomplished, can't do it, has never had any success doing it, and they're going to hope that translates in him getting traded in a couple months for possibly more because that's the only end game here. Unless he's traded in these next couple days. I think the Eagles are hoping for something that really isn't going to be there. Look at Gardner-Johnson. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson has had one million times the success in this league than Jalen Rager. He's traded for a fifth-round pick. You know? Like, look at it. Look at the, the that. I, I That's what do you want me to tell you. Rager's an Eagle sti- still strictly because he was a first-round pick. That's it. Now, before I get out of here... Again, practice squad candidates. I said his name, Britton Covey, I'd assume. Obviously, Deion Kane. I, I would tell you that John Hightower and Devin Allen at wide receiver. John Hightower actually had a really good preseason. Not talked about. He was a draft pick. They cut him. He was the 2020 pick that got dra- uh, cut, by the way. They kept Allen. Or, think about that draft. Wow. Rager should have been traded or cut. Hurts, obviously, like is saving the draft class. 
the only issue was when Hertz got picked, it was just it blew your mind because you couldn't believe that they actually took a quarterback in round two when they just paid their quarterback $130 million. But it ended up being the best thing the team ever did. Uh, third round, Davion Taylor could have been cut. Fourth round, Kayvon Wallace could have been cut. Fifth round, John Hightower, right? Sixth round, Quez Watkins. Also in that fifth round, I think they traded for Marquise Goodwin, who never even played because he opted out due to COVID. They got the pick back, but I mean, what a draft, right? What a draft. I mean, at least you got Quez and Jalen Hurts out of it, but these other guys are hanging around strictly because they were drafted. But Covey, like I said, those four guys offer a potential practice squad. I'd say Noe Tongiai has a shot as well. I would love Jack Anderson. I guarantee you he will be if he's not claimed off waivers. My guess he's claimed. Coyote um, Awasaka is somebody to watch coming back as, as well. Awasika, I mean, that's what it is. That's how you say it, I believe. I would think you might see on the defensive line Marvin Wilson. I would think Marvin Wilson's a definite candidate to come back. Who else? I would tell you at defense, Mario Goodrich, for sure. Um, Christian Ellis, the linebacker. That's Andre Shashere. Jason Huntley as a running back. That's probably the guys. That would be my guess for guys that were cut that have a shot to come back. This is interesting times here. It really is. It's really interesting times with the Eagles, with this roster. Um... It's a let me tell you this. It's a really good fifty-three. The Eagles are in a good position here. I'm ecstatic. I'm looking forward to the season. I totally believe this. Like you know, people want to talk about if the Eagles can win the Super Bowl. They, absolutely, they can win the Super Bowl. Don't confuse it. They're loaded up. If they stay healthy, knock on wood, they have more talent than most teams in the NFL, without question. Their biggest area of weakness was safety, getting a guy like Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, and he could definitely play that role. Trust me, he he's quick. He he's a, a obviously a very you know believe in himself type player, and people look at that sometimes the negative way. But I I for a defensive player, I love it, and he's a good football player. They have good football players at safety. They have good football players at corner. They have good football players at linebacker. Good players or good football players on their defensive line. And their offense, obviously, one of the best, if not the best, offensive line of football. It is the best offensive line of football. Um, their tight ends, you know, hey, Goddard could be one of the best in the entire NFL. Calcaterra and stole developmental pieces there. You know, running back is it. That I mean, I could see a potential move coming where they try to get some size in there at running back. That's pretty much it. Because wide receiver, they're loaded. I mean, like I said, we're talking about Rager. He's he's not going to be on the field. They're loaded at wide receiver. And quarterback, I believe in Jalen Hurts. So, I mean, I'm all in. This team is 100% a Super Bowl contender. So, I will be back next week. We'll go over who the Eagles end up bringing on to the practice squad. Obviously, we'll be getting ready to talk about what the you know the the game plan is going to be for the Detroit game. 
And, and, and again, it, it's it's going to be a lot to talk about. We're going to have, a, again, because this practice squad thing is a big deal. It's going to be who's the quarterback they bring in to be as a possible developmental quarterback. There is a lot, a lot to talk about. And there's going to be a lot that's happening. And there's going to probably be some moves tomorrow. And again, if something big does happen, I will come back earlier this week. But again, if not, like I said, we'll get ready for next week. We'll go over all the moves. We'll go over the roster. And like I said, we'll start preparing for the Detroit Lions because that game is coming fast now. I want everybody out there to stay safe, stay healthy, stay educated. And as always, Go Eagles, go.